This morning we invite you to the book of Romans chapter 10. The book of Romans chapter 10. And we have just one verse for our text uh, this morning. uh, And that is verse number 1. Romans chapter 10, verse number 1. Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. May the Lord add His blessing to the reading uh, of this text. This morning we want to continue on with that of our study of the doctrine of salvation. And thus far in our study we have uh, touched upon that of the meaning of the word salvation. We have dealt with the need of salvation. Last week in our study, we were reminded again of our need of salvation and of the God, uh, uh, of God, our Savior. Now, in our study this morning, the desire and prayer for the salvation of others are brought before us here uh, in that of the text which is before us. And how I would like to consider our text this morning uh, is in this manner. Uh, The general context uh, of our text, first of all, the addressees of that of our text, and then the writer of our text, and then lastly, the writer's desire uh, and uh, prayer that is made mention of here in our text. First of all, let's consider uh, that of the general context uh, of our text. Thankful for that of Brother Don uh, reading chapter 9 of the book of Romans, uh, for it helps tremendously uh, having that read as far as that of a general context uh, leading up to uh, that of our uh, text. Uh, Romans chapters 9, 10, and 11 are chapters which are Uh, very much connected. And the connection throughout these chapters is the nation of uh, Israel or the Jewish people. And this is seen uh, in the beginning of of each of these chapters. If you note in chapter 9, where Brother Don was graciously uh, gracious enough to read for us, he writes, In verse 1, I say the truth in Christ, I lie not my conscience also bearing me witness in the Holy Ghost that I have great heaviness and continuous sorrow in my heart. For I could wish that myself were accursed from Christ for my brethren, my kinsmen according to the flesh, who are Israelites. So right off in the very beginning of chapter 9, we see that the writer, as he begins uh, this section of the book of Romans, uh, he begins to speak of that of the privileges uh, of the people uh, that he knows as that of the Israelites. And and he also speaks of that of his burden uh, for them. In chapter 10, where we've taken our text, in verse 1, we have the writer here, he says, Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that he is that they might be saved. Now, uh, we would just make note of here for uh, that of your knowledge, uh, the here in our text here, Israel 
the name Israel is not actually found in the Greek text. Actually, in the Greek text, we have that of a pronoun. Uh, but the context uh, of the chapter makes it very clear to whom or of whom uh, that the writer is speaking of here. It is none other than that of Israel. And so, uh, uh, even though Israel, the actual name is not found in the Greek text, it is uh, okay for us to have uh, that name listed uh, here. Now, I always say this is because uh, in some translations you may not find uh, that of the name Israel in verse 1. Brethren, my heart's desire in Israel prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. The writer of, uh, of Romans here is uh, making reference to that of his kinfolks, uh, that of the Israelites, the Jewish uh, people. And then in chapter 11, verse 1, he goes on to write, I say then if God cast away his people, God forbid for us also am an Israelite of the seed of Abraham, of the tribe of Benjamin. God has not cast away his people, which he foreknew. Rot ye not what the scripture saith of Elias, how he maketh intercession to God against Israel, saying. So we see right off in chapter 11 again that the writer uh, is uh, indeed speaking of that of Israel uh, again. So the chapters are connected by that of uh, the uh, reference to the nation of Israel and to that of uh, the Jewish people. Now, the theme of these three chapters has to do with that of the salvation of the Jewish people or that of the nation of Israel. Now, in chapter 9, the writer, he begins with, I could wish myself were accursed from Christ for my brethren, my kinsmen, according to the flesh. Now one must ask the question here, why would the writer make this statement? And the answer is because of that of Israel's failure to accept that of the doctrine of salvation by God in Christ. Uh, if you've done any study of that in the New Testament, you know that uh, when the Lord Jesus came, the Messiah, that the Jewish people, for the most part, they rejected uh, the Lord Jesus. They rejected the Messiah that they had been looking for and who did come, who is none other than that of the Lord Jesus Christ. So in chapter 9, uh, we have that of the writer speaking with regards uh, to that of the Jewish people and that of their rejection of the truth concerning the salvation in Jesus Christ. Uh, that of God's sovereignty, God's election, uh, is also spoken of in chapter uh, 9. In chapter 10, once again, our, our text uh, the reference uh, is to the salvation of the Jewish people and how that, that salvation is only to be found in that of Jesus Christ. If you read those first four verses, we'll read them. 
writer of Romans writes, Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. For I hear, I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. For they being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believeth. The writer here, he says, My heart's desire and prayer is for the salvation of the Israelites. And he goes on to speak of that salvation being found only in Jesus Christ. And then uh, chapter 11, in verses 25 and 26, The writer, he writes these words, For I would not, brethren, that ye should be ignorant of the mystery, lest ye should be wise in your own conceits, that blindness in part has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles become in. And so all Israel shall be saved, as it is written, there shall come out of Zion the deliverer, and shall turn away ungodliness from Jacob. And so, from the mere reading of those verses there, which are found in the middle of the chapter, we can see that the writer uh, is still dealing in chapter 11 uh, with that of the theme of salvation with regards to the Jewish people. Now, Romans 9 is the prior context to that of our text. And as we've already made mention of, this, the subject of Romans 9 is God's sovereignty and election. One which I would say to you that which is not very popular in that of our day and time. Romans 9, the writer, he speaks of God's mercy. He speaks of that of God's electing grace. He speaks of that of the doctrine of hardening of the hearts of individuals. So it's a chapter that sometimes brings great difficulty for people. Verse 15 and 16 of chapter 9 For he saith to Moses, I have mercy on whom I will have mercy. And I'll have compassion on whom I will have compassion. So then it is not of him that ruleth, nor of him that runneth, but of God that showeth mercy. For the Scripture saith unto Pharaoh, Even for this same purpose have I raised thee up, that I might show my power in thee, and that my name might be declared throughout all the earth. Therefore hath he mercy on whom he will have mercy, and whom he will he hardness. Those are difficult verses for many. But we say to you that they are the Scriptures. Romans 11, which is the forward-looking context, the writer declares the salvation of Israel, which is according to that of the purpose of God. So there we have kind of an overview of that of chapters 9, 10, and 11 of Romans, uh, the context, uh, and that of the seemingly running theme or themes 
uh, throughout uh, that of these chapters. Now, with this in mind, coming to that of our text, next I would have us consider that of the ones who are addressed here uh, uh, in that of our text. In our text, it says, Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. Brethren, these are the ones that are being addressed here. Who are the brethren? Who are these brethren? Well, when we look in that of the text, we're not given much information. They're just spoken of as brethren, aren't they? But if we look back to the beginning of the book of Romans, we, I believe, find an answer to that question. Romans chapter 1, verse 7 says, To all that be in Rome, this is the ones that the writer is addressing, to all that be in Rome, beloved of God, called to be saints, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. There we have that of the locality of those who are being addressed, which is none other than that of Rome. And also we have a more fuller description of the ones who are being addressed in this epistle that is before us. It says, All that be in Rome, beloved of God, and called to be saints. So as we think of that of what we're told here, it's to all that be in Rome, not all without exception, because the further descriptions narrow down that of the ones who are being addressed. Beloved of God. Called to be saints. Now, as we think of the locality, Rome, normally we would think of Rome, those that would have been in Rome would have been Gentiles. So, for the most part, the ones who are being addressed here are Gentiles. Not to say that there weren't Jews in Rome. And not to say that there weren't Jews that were amongst these ones that are described here that were being addressed. Because as we look later on in the book, we see that there was perhaps maybe that of some of a somewhat of a conflict between some within that of the church at Rome and those ones being that of a conflict between that of the Gentiles and the Jews over that of things being offered unto idols whether or not uh, to partake of that meat which would be offered unto idols so amongst the ones that are being spoken of here we would say to you that there are Gentiles and there are Jewish people they are beloved of God we're told now to be beloved of God is to be blessed. It is to be loved by God. Beloved of God, called 
to be saints. Called to be saints. Or called out. Separated. Set apart. That's what the word saint means. One that has been set apart. Set apart unto God. These ones to whom the writer is addressing, they are brethren, Gentile Jewish believers, beloved of God, called to be saints. Now who is the writer? Who is the writer? Well, we're not told who the writer is in our text, but we are here in chapter 1. Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated unto the gospel of God. Now, one coming to the Scriptures might ask the question, well, who is this Paul? Well, if you look through the New Testament, you find that he's one who is a predominant writer, don't we? We find he's a predominant writer. But there's more that we're told with regards to this Paul. In the book of Acts, we know him as that of Saul of Tarsus before we know him as that of Paul uh, the Apostle. Here in that of Romans chapter 1, we're given a description of him. And the description is, is that he is an apostle, or that he's a servant, rather. He's a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated unto the gospel of God. He's a servant. He's a, in the Greek, that's doulos, and it means that of a servant or a slave. Paul, Paul called himself or, or considered himself that of a slave. And in so doing, he claimed the Lord Jesus as that of his master. Note, he says, a servant or a slave of Jesus Christ. So Paul, his master was the Lord Jesus Christ. He was called to be an apostle or in other words, he was called, sent forth, sent forth, set, set apart to that of the gospel or that of the proclamation of the gospel. Over the book of Philippians chapter 3, we're given some additional information about Paul. Philippians chapter 3 and beginning with verse 4. Paul is the one who is writing here. If you look back at the beginning of the epistle. In verse 4 he says, Though I might also have confidence in the flesh, if any other man thinketh that he hath whereof he might trust in the flesh, I more. Circumcised the sixth day of the stock of Israel of the tribe of Benjamin, and Hebrew of Hebrews, as touching the law of Pharisee, concerning zeal, persecuting the church, touching the righteousness which is in the law, blameless. We're given several descriptions of Paul here. He identifies himself. But what I want to have us take note of is, is here in these verses he identifies himself as that of a Jew. Now you know, you, you knew that before I told you that. 
But I want to emphasize that because as we come back to that of our text, here we have Paul, who is a servant of God, servant of Jesus Christ, an apostle. He's a Jew. And he is writing to Gentile believers in Rome, the church of God at Rome, or the saints of God at Rome. And as he writes, he says, Brethren, brethren. If you have any knowledge of the New Testament, you know there there was seemingly some conflict between that of the Jews and the Gentiles. Putting it lightly. And even when it came down to that of those who were believers in Jesus Christ, there were some times that were some difficult times. There were some areas that they had to kind of smooth out, so to speak, in the very beginning. But here we have the Apostle Paul And as he writes here to the saints at Rome, Jews and Gentiles, he calls them brethren. My heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. I'd have us next consider that of the writer's desire and prayer here to God. Brethren, my heart's desire, this is Paul's, brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, a Jew, as he writes to these Gentile believers, he tells them of that of his desire. His heart's desire. He says, My heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. If you note back over in chapter 9, as he speaks of that of Israel, he says, I say the truth in Christ. I lie not my conscience also bearing me witness in the Holy Ghost that I have great heaviness and continued sorrow in my heart. For I could wish that myself were accursed from Christ for my brethren, my kinsmen, according to the flesh. Paul here, he's speaking of that of his own people, the Jewish people, as he writes to these Gentile believers, which is what we have in Rome for the most part. And as he does, he says, I could wish myself a curse from Christ for my brother and my kinsmen according to the flesh. Now, why did he say that? Let me suggest just a couple thoughts. Because he cared about them, number one. Secondly, he knew how they had rejected Jesus Christ, the Messiah. 
He also knew how that they rejected the message concerning Jesus Christ. That it was through Jesus Christ that there was salvation and the pardon of sin. And in that of the rejection of the Lord Jesus Christ, in that of the rejection of that of the Gospel, the message concerning Jesus Christ, beloved, they were rejecting, beloved, that of the only hope that there is for salvation. Now as we consider that of the right, Paul's desire and prayer, we would say to you that as he writes this, he says, brethren, my heart's desire. What he speaks of here is something that is very personal to him. My heart's desire. You know that pronoun, my. Brethren, my heart's desire. Secondly, we would say to you that it was something that involved his affections. Affections of his heart. For he says, brethren, my heart's desire. The heart, the seat of affections. Paul cared about that of his brethren according to the flesh. Is my heart's desire, and you know the word desire there. It has the ideal of wish, wish. You know, I would stop here and ask the question to all of us: What is our heart's desire? I realize that that's a really broad question. I realize that, you know, in the heart of every one of us, that there are various desires. It depends upon that of what you're speaking of. Paul here, he says, My heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is... And he goes on to tell us what he's speaking of. That they might be saved. Now I pointed out to you earlier that Israel is not actually found here in the Greek. Brother, my heart's desire and prayer to God for them is the way it reads in the Greek. Of course, the context telling us that he's referring or that he's referring to that of that of his uh kinsmen according to the flesh, that they might be saved or for their salvation. For their salvation. Paul here, he says, my heart's desire and prayer or supplication, entreaty. 
for them is that they might be saved for their salvation. To be delivered. To be rescued. We've noted that the word salvation means, or the word saved, the way it's translated uh, here. So what Paul here opens up and sets before that of his readers and, and for us here this morning is that of his heart's desire, which led to that of prayer with regards to that of his flesh, we, people, and that of their salvation. Paul was praying for the salvation, or he was telling us his desire and his supplication was for the salvation of that of his people. Salvation from sin's penalty. Salvation from sin's power, from its presence. I would ask you today do you have that desire? Do you have that desire like the Apostle Paul? Is that desire one that leads you to pray? To pray for those who are near and dear unto you? It did the Apostle Paul. Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. You know, when we think about that of prayer and praying for others, in so doing, we're showing that we do care. We're showing that we care and that we really desire that of their salvation, that of their deliverance, that, that of their good. We sang that song during the song service. Make me a blessing. Make me a blessing. That should be that of our prayer. Make me a blessing. Perhaps you're here today and you've never trusted in the Lord Jesus. We bid you to trust in Him for the only hope of deliverance. The only hope of deliverance from sin's penalty is that of the Lord Jesus Christ. If God's worked in your heart, giving you grace to believe, we invite you to step out as we have a closing hymn this morning. All right, let us stand. On the back of your bulletin, we have an old hymn.